Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am your host Andy Burrows and this is our top 10 show. Uh, as you can see, I'm joined by one of my co-hosts today, my illustrious co-host, good friend, Mr. Adam Cousins. Adam, happy Friday to you, sir. How's things, buddy? Happy Friday. Yeah, we are all good. We haven't done a pod on our own like this in a while. No, it sounds <laughs> like we've got we've gone back. Oh, we've gone old school already. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've gone, yeah, we've gone. We've drawn it back, mate. We've got. We love having Dave and Parker, but yeah, we've gone a bit old school for this. Uh, well, we couldn't. We couldn't 10. have the AEW Ikes on this one, could we? <clears throat> nah, mate. I mean, it's top ten. Top 10 commentators of all time. AEW haven't even got top 10 wrestlers of all time. So that's shots fired already. That took me, what, 25 seconds. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Parker. Anyway, top 10 commentators of all time. Um, Adam, this is such an underrated part of wrestling before we get into it. I said to you last week, I think, when we were chatting, when we were at Rev Pro on Sunday, because we were very fortunate at Rev Pro, the commentators were literally right behind us so we kind of got what we're used to on tv but we got to be there live now i said to you when i went to money in the bank it's great attending these live events but you do miss the commentary and they're so undervalued and that's for any sport whether it's football nfl basketball baseball anything you know they make it what it is don't get me wrong the sports people the wrestlers they make the show but i felt watching money in the bank i was looking at michael cole and i could see how mad he was going and you know he was really into it and i kind of that's why i kind of like the cricket for those that are over in the uk you can have your little headset yeah and you can hear the comment that might be a good idea for wrestling moving forward it might take away from fan chance and stuff like that but but I, I think the commentary teams on all wrestling events are so underrated and not appreciated as enough. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I like I said, I really loved Money in the Bank, but something for me was just missing. I was, I had to just watch it on my own, and I did, I had to make everything up in my head, and I could kind of visualize what Michael Cole and Wade Barrett were saying, but obviously I couldn't hear them. Yeah, no, <clears throat> they're definitely undervalued. I mean, they tell the story, don't they? That's the whole point of what they're. They're there to do for us at home. When we're there, we don't get the luxury. We had, as you say, we had the very luxury about having Geo behind us, um, Rev Pro, and you could hear him. Like some of the things he was saying was making me laugh while I was watching the show, just because yeah. he was an absolute mental behind us. And it actually made that experience for me loads better because I could hear the commentary and I could hear what's going on. And because also Rev Pro was so new to us, they do kind of not, not necessarily intentionally, but the comment that you can tell when the match is ended because mm. their tone of what they particularly say, the way they particularly uh, pronounce certain words or say certain things, you can tell a match is ended. So that did help me as well, because I didn't have no clue how these matches were going to end on Sunday. No, <laughs> I think if we go back to uh, the, the London Bethnal Green, I wouldn't mind getting them seats again, just so I can hear Geo and the commentary team. I thought it was... I'd uh, sit there all the time. It right. was really good, yeah. Next time uh, they're back at uh, Bethnal Green, which I think they're announcing the weekend of the anniversary show, and they're going to be back at Bethnal Green, mate. So me, you and Rachel have to keep an eye out for tickets, but let's get into our top 10 commentators of all time, uh, Adam. Uh, I will let you kick this off, my friend. Number 10, who you got and why? Uh, number 10, I've got uh, Jerry Lawler. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's number 10. He's low, probably be a bit controversial. Um, but he was funny. 
and that's why I think I remember one thing when he was uh, doing one at WrestleMania and the Sheik was walking to the ring, they're doing a gimmick battle royal. And he said, the time the time that she gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 98. And it's just, <laughs> His one-liners were brilliant. It's just the one-liners for me that makes it. Um, I mean, yeah, he's low. He's 10. There's reasons for, like, you know, other people to be above him. But he, need, he needs to be in the top 10. Yeah, no, I absolutely, Jerry Lawless, he's in my top 10. He's not <laughs> quite as low. He's not quite as high. Um, But, yeah, you know, him and JR, that was pretty much our childhood, yeah. really. Monday Night Raw. That was it. Was them, you know, for a certain age demographic. That was the Attitude Era. It was Jerry Lawler and Jr. And it kind of yeah. evolved a little bit later on with Paul Heyman and the Eddie Eddie and a few others. Michael Cole coming in, but yeah, uh, good start, mate. Good start. Um, my number ten is Larry Zabisco. Oh, I loved WCW, mate. Uh, for me, he he <clears> made that. I know he had like Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone, but Heenan. I absolutely and Heenan. I absolutely loved Larry Zabisco. He's one of my favourite commentators of all time. Some, he was another Jerry Lawler <laughs> for me. Obviously, some of the stuff he used to come out with, and he used to feed off Heenan and stuff. I think that's really important to like a commentary team. You have to be able yeah. to to feed off each other. I, I mean, like you say, we mentioned Jr. and Jerry Lawler there. You got to look at Michael Cole and Wade Barrett now. Pat McAfee and Michael Cole have this like bromance going on. You have to feed off the part you've got. And for me, Larry Zabisco made the WCW commentary team. I thought he was incredible and he really sold like the Monday Night Wars and he really, you could tell he actually loved WCW, you know, and he was, he was very old school. He's one of a great wrestler back in yeah, the day. Was. You know I mean? <clears throat> he, you guys talk, you guys talk NWA all the time. He was very much a big part of that, if I'm a little mistaken, the NWA yeah. and, you know, the, the territories back in the day as it was. Larry Zabisco is one of the greatest names in wrestling history. Yes. So for me, I've got Larry, uh, uh, number 10, mate, but uh, who's number nine? Uh, for me, it's Shivani, Tony Shivani. Now, I think at the moment, I, I don't, <clears throat> I'm not a fan of his AEW stuff. I just think he's, he's always like, oh, it's great here. This match is great. The fact yeah, fuck off. Mm. You know, you know, so you, it, that's why he's a bit lower on my list now, because he's a bit too fucking tongue in arse now. Whereas in WCW, he was a lot more story based driven. He did give the line away when he was there saying, you know, give a change over the channel now. Mick, Mick Foley's about win. to win the heavyweight title. Everyone went, boop. people bump. Yeah, turned over to Raw. I think he's great. I still think he's one of the best uh, in the top 10. I'm just not a fan of his run right now in AW. <clears throat> no, yeah, no, good. Did he do TNA for a little bit? Hmm, good question. Maybe we'll ask. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I sure I remember a little, maybe a little stint. I can't remember. Um, number nine for me is uh Jesse Ventura. He's on my list. Yeah, I mean this again. This is all I find when we do this list. You can always tell the age bracket that we are. Yeah. And you know, some uh, we've had a tweet coming. I know I put the tweet out a bit late. It's my kind of own fault. Own fault. That's why people can't get involved as much this week. But it's very subjective. Going through some people's lists. You can tell when they were boys. Like when we talk to Parker on the show sometimes. And yeah. you can tell the, you know, the age demographic that he grew up in. And like me, you and Dave might be different. But then I'll go and chat to other people. And they're like, no, no, no. You know, um, John Cena is my favorite wrestler because I grew up with him. And I'm thinking, Jesus, I am old because I grew up with <laughs> Warrior. You know, and commentary teams are, are the same. But for me, Jesse Ventura growing up, uh, he, he, he had no filter. I don't know if he would get away with some of the things that he said now. I'm not sure you could put I'm not, not sure you could put him on TV now. I think our SummerSlam 88, 89. 
for me stands out when you know some of the things he needs to say about Hogan. He he wasn't very PC. I don't think you could put him on TV right mm-hmm. now. But and and again another another one that transitioned from wrestling to the commentary uh, to the commentary booth, and we see it a lot now. Yeah, you know you, you do see it a hell of a lot now. We have got Wade Barrett on SmackDown. Back you've had Macho Man Randy Savage done Raw, Rowdy Roddy Piper done Raw. Yeah. Uh, a lot of superstars. CM Punk, do you remember? He done. He was great. He was <laughs> Jericho has been doing it on. Jericho AW. does. Yeah, Jericho does <clears throat> Rampage. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's it's a transition thing. But for me, Jesse Ventura, man, I hilarious, absolutely yeah. hilarious. Um, number eight. Who we got? Number eight for me, and and I'm more of a fan of his work now than I was way back when. You've already touched on his Michael Cole. So I wasn't really a big fan of Cole when he first came in. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I know. Like, eight? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, oh, I, thought, I didn't think Dave was here this week. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> no. Eight? For me, yeah, for me, I, I just wasn't a fan of his work at the start. Now, big fan now. It feels like now there's a, maybe this is Vince's, I don't know, where there's a leash off of him. Maybe McAfee brought that out of him or or made, you know, people out of Vince isn't in his ear anymore. Yeah, or not just not as much because you can kind of tell when it's been force fed and cut. And you know, now as you say, you see him jumping up and down, and he, he wasn't doing that 20 years ago when he first came in, and uh, he was just getting the piss taken out of him by the rock. That was so funny <laughs> when he put the towel over his head when they were, yeah. Like, ah, um, but yeah, so I wasn't a f- the reason why he is so is I wasn't a fan of his early work, but now I've now I really enjoy him on commentary. So if he was if I was doing it like you know, the last two years, he'd be near the top. Interesting. Okay, we'll see why later. Uh, number eight for me. You might have to Google this, listeners, people watching on YouTube. Adam, you're going to know. Lord Alfred Hayes. No. <laughs> Dude, man, maybe it was the English thing in me. Uh, do you remember Inside the WWF? Yes. He used to host that with Ray. What was Network? Come Raven, I think. Scotty Polo, wasn't it? Scotty right. Polo, and then I think Raven. and But Lord Alfred Hayes, I think he... Saturday morning superstars again. This comes back to my childhood. Yeah. I absolutely, you know, the they then they played on the fact that he was English and it was all very much, you know, the, the skits that they did. Supers, super, super tape 92, super something 92. Oh my god, I think it was called super tape 92. I have to google it. And the Tuesday night in Texas, I remember him doing that. Yeah. Just <clears throat> the old school events that I, I absolutely love this dude, man. I mean, go and Google Lord Alfred Hayes. Go on YouTube, type in Lord Alfred Hayes, WWF. For me, it was just pure gold, man. I mean, he was the, him, Gorilla Monsoon, all them guys back in that day, Jesse Ventura, all them guys together just made wrestling for me in my childhood. And again, it is subjective to when you... Clearly, when you uh, grew up. So, yeah, for me, mate. Hey. You, uh, believe what you hear. He's got some rope as well, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if you listen you know. to shoot interviews. I heard, yeah, I heard that's where Damien was stored when Jake the Snake didn't have anywhere to run. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, number seven, mate, who you got? So this is this is going to divide a lot of opinion. But oh, for me, like, when I watched NXT, when sorry, I've got a monsoon behind me. I don't know if you can hear it. I'm I'll go on here, mate. Don't worry. It's so, um, yeah. Um, so seven for me is Mara Ronaldo. Because when I was in NXT, when, obviously when NXT first, like black and gold, you, you need a commentator that is captivated. And he was like, you know, it may have been a bit over the top sometimes when he used to go, mama mia, and things like that. But you, you want the commentary to get you captivated, to make you enjoy and make those moves that when they hit those big moves, it needs to transcend. Because obviously you've got to remember some people 
you know, we're, we're not blind, you know, obviously not, but people are and people can only listen and watch with their ears. So to have someone like Mauro Ronaldo who would come in and make these moves sound so much bigger and so much better, he has to be on my top 10 for me because of that. I just wish he was around more. I know he's got the mental health and stuff like that. I just mm. wish he was in, I just wish he was doing more commentary for a wrestling company. Yeah, no, he was he he, he was good. you make an interesting point there actually. I've always thought about this. You know, you say, you know, I'm not I'm taking I'm generally not taking a piss now. You you got you got blind people, you got yeah. Have you ever amazed you that wrestling have never tried to be on the radio? Live, imagine WrestleMania. You can't, you know, you're a blind person. As much as you're watching the tele, like listening yeah. to the telly, you you know, you, you know, what I mean? but radio yeah. for me. Have you ever not thought that wrestling on the radio would be interesting? <clears throat> would be, you know, especially back in the day when you didn't have WWE Network, you didn't have all yeah. the access. You know, could you imagine? Like, I I'd post an NFL show and it used to be on the Forces Radio here in the UK. That's how we got our when it first started to listen yeah. to the NFL. You had Forces Radio. And obviously now you can listen to all sport on the radio, but how do you think wrestling would transcend on the radio? Yeah, I think it would I think it'd really be who the person was doing it. Mm-hmm. As I said, with with Mauro, you would That's what I'm saying. Mauro, it'd be perfect. He would be perfect for it. Um and, yeah, I think it yeah. would work. I just think you just need someone like him to make it work. I stumbled on something there. Hitting the turnbuckle does radio for oh, anyway. You've got faces for radio. <laughs> You're not wrong there. Uh number seven for me, you've already mentioned. Uh Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Number seven for me. Don't really need to say any more. It was pretty much I could have a lot of people might have had him higher. A lot of people, you know, like yourself, you had him uh, a little bit lower. But for me, yeah, Jerry Lawler, JR. Nothing really more needs to be said. Some of his one liners and it was he he Jerry Lawler and the attitude era. You know, for those that don't know, and obviously are new to wrestling, and only started watching in like two thousand two, uh, there was a lot of um, flesh on show during the Attitude Era. Let's just say yeah. it like that. And Jerry Lawler absolutely loved it. He had a field day, didn't he? He had an absolute field day. Go and look at some of the skits that he did with Sable and uh, Tori Wilson and the Cat. Biggie uh, Cat. Is, yeah, she had a little uh, wardrobe malfunction, and she ended up falling in some mud. If I remember correctly, Unforgiven, I think I want to say the pay per view. Um, they were married, weren't they? Can yes. Jerry Lawler? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, when that happened, I think they were married, but yeah, every bikini contest or anything like that they did during the attitude era. JR, uh, JR, Jerry Lawler was like, Yep, I'm judging this, you know, and it just it just made it for me. You know, we were all 18, 19 growing up, so yeah. So, number seven for me is uh, Jerry Lawler, mate. Uh, number six, who we got? Uh, you've already mentioned <laughs> Jesse Ventura because mm. okay. growing up, I mean, you know. Everyone, he was always either a Hogan or a Warrior fan, weren't you? And he was, yes. one, he just didn't like any of them. You know, he, as you said, he would literally, you know, be very... I still don't think he likes Hulk Hogan, to be fair. He still doesn't. I <laughs> still think he's carrying around beef for Hogan. They, well, generally, hate, they generally hated each other. Yeah, I think there's quite a few people who've got beef with Hogan, but that is what it is. We don't know. We we, we weren't there, so we have no you know, opinion. Wasn't for, I said this to someone yesterday. I was talking to uh, Fre- <laughs> Freddie, who I host my NFL show with uh, yeah. at, at Bunker. He, I, we were just chatting about wrestling, and I said, without Hulk Hogan, I don't think you have wrestling nowadays. Well, I think that's a good point. I, mean, yeah. I don't think. I don't think you have it as much as you... I don't know. I think he gave a lot of us, you know, it'd be interesting to see the direction if they had gone to the million dollar man and said, right, you're going to do what Hulk Hogan did or the warrior yeah. or the Texas tornado or something like that. But yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah. But yes, yeah, him and Jesse Ventura. Oh, no, they did. I, I'm pretty sure they still don't get on. 
Probably. I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll ever see them two in a room. Uh, yeah. So no, number six. Uh, good choice, mate. Number six. Uh, number six for me. Already mentioned him, Tony Schiavone. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm purely going off the WCW days. I'm yeah, with exactly. you, kind of on the AEW. He's very watered down, and he lives with a sting moment still. But WCW, yeah. he was their version of JR. Yeah, he was. When it was, it was him. It was Bischoff. It was Larry Sabisco. It was Bobby Heenan. You know, they for me were WC. When I think WCW. I think you think but a lot of people will be like Bischoff, Goldberg. But for me, Tony Schiavone made WCW every Monday night nitro. He made it, he, he was the intro and stuff like that. He's he's kind of winding down a little bit now. I mean, his AEW contract, I think, is up in a couple of months. I think he'll resign it. Yeah, I, yeah, I think if he's got any sense of well, his wife but... said, if you go WWE, I'm leaving you. That's why he went to AEW in the first place. Oh, really? My wife, says that. My wife says that to me all the time. I won't watch any more wrestling. <laughs> but um, I'd like to see him go back to not maybe be a spoon-fed as much. And they say AEW's off the cuff, but, <clears> you know, they've got whoever, Tony Khan in their ear, whoever, Dean Malenko. I know you've got a lot Daniel of backstage. Daniel, yeah. So I would like to see the old school Tony Schiavone. Let him, let him just... Be him. I'm kind of with you there. I think AEW has seen a, you know, for those who never watched WCW, you know, of a certain age, he was the uh, Monday Nitro. So, yeah, for me, number six is Tony Schiavone. So let's break into the uh, our top five, mate. This will be interesting. Mine's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, who you got at number five, mate? Uh, the voice of ECW, Joey Styles. I, I got him in my honorary mentions. Oh, he didn't make your top ten. No. You're right, honorary Dave, on yet, Dave's listening to this now. Going, fucking what? You're having a go at me? You didn't even put him in your top ten. <laughs> he's in my, uh, he's in my honorary mentions, and you'll see why. Purely because I reckon, purely because of my age. Yeah, I, I just thought again. I talk. He's a lot similar to Ronaldo, in in a sense that you know he would make. Is obviously I can't do it because my throat's playing up. It's like, oh. so there you go. Yeah. That's as good as you can get it for me. Tonight. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. That was uh. Styles was just the king of ECW. He was ECW. Again, he made those impactful moves sound like they hurt. And when they got put through tables and glass and Christ knows what else, he would amplify the voice, which would in turn tell the story. And again, I go back to the being blind. Yeah. You've got Joey Styles on there. You know when the big move. You know what's going on, what's happening. Yeah. Resting, ra- resting radio, mate. Resting radio. Yeah, resting radio. There's, there's uh, while we're one. doing honorary mentions, I don't know. He might be in your the rest, the rest of your picks. I'm going to throw Vince McMahon into the. Account. It wasn't enough in the mind. Just do you remember how, how long he was on Raw for when it started? Oh, yeah, and we're talking years. Yeah, that he was on Raw for, and a lot of people didn't put two and two together and realize that he was the. That was kept very low key. Low key for years. That was kept. Don't get me wrong. This is a long before internet dirt sheets you know mobile phones this was like we didn't have any of that back then we just watched raw and then slowly the internet come on but vince mcmahon for me was very underrated as a commentator and he was on raw geez how many years did he do raw for well a few i mean he was always six maybe yeah i mean from when it started like when it debuted in new york to you know and then obviously as it moved on and he progressed into storylines and it comes to vince mcmahon character yaddy but just solely alone like him and macho man together well, comedy gold. Yeah. Go back and watch on the WWE Network some of them Monday Night Raws when it was Macho Man and Vince. Amazing. Some of the, but yes, I just wanted to give an honorary mention for Vince Man. He's probably not going to make anyone's top 10, but honorary mentions, I just thought I'd throw him out there. Uh, number five for me is uh, Mr. Mike Tenay. 
Uh, these are my honourable mentions. I, I, you know, I was a big. I still, I'm, we, I, I'm, I'm halfway through today's impact. I haven't listened, watched oh, it all, sure and then I'm gonna go. Yeah, that. then I'm gonna try and jump on and listen to you and Dave review. Uh, for me, he pretty much was impact wrestling. You know him, Don yes. West. You know, I, I think he's very underrated as a commentator. Very underrated. I mean, you do not know how hard I'm trying to get him on this podcast, but trying to reach out to him through socials is not impossible. So if somehow anyone is listening to this, Mike Tanay, I would lapse. I would die to sit down and pick his brains for 30 minutes about the wrestling industry. Yeah. I just think he was such a smart man. I think he carried that impact show, him and Don. Don used to go off on a tangent, and but Mike Tanay was... I thought he was really, really good, and I thought he was really underrated. And I mean, you got I, him confused I, with Shivani because he was in WCW for a bit. Ah, there you go. You've got it. Yeah, you are right. But I, I don't think Mike's. Uh, he's completely wiped the slate clean with wrestling now. I think exactly. he's not. You don't see him anywhere. I mean, some people usually like they might pop up on AW Ring of Honor. You know, Even some like you know convention. Sorry. Yeah, some do like stuff over here in the UK conventions. But he's pretty much gone cold turkey i mean that's why I, th- I mean he's on social media he's on twitter but doesn't seem to a lot of people some people are like that aren't they once they're done with the business mm, they're, they're done, done. and uh, yeah i thought he was so good in impact man but um number four <clears throat> number four mm. for me is uh well this is before my time but i've watched enough old school wrestling to appreciate him. Mean, that's golden solely who was the best announcer oh, ever? Jesus, you've gone way back, mate. <clears throat> I was list. I've listened to some of the stuff that he's done. Really old school days. Mm. Uh, he made. Did he do can, um, Canadian Stampede Wrestling at one I think point? He done something along those lines. Yeah. Something around that era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So him and he was like basically who my number one will be, which we'll get to. It's a bit obvious for anyone out there who my number one's going to be, but he was the best up until my number one. My number four, he could have. I, I had him. I, I chopped and changed. This is one four and three. I switched loads, but for me, one of the greatest ever, Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, he's in mine as well. We're going to get to for him. those that don't know why the Gorilla position is called the Gorilla position in wrestling. It's named after Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, also, one of the greatest wrestlers. Yes, of that era. Obviously, didn't didn't make any of our top tens. We never, I never saw him wrestle. But from all the the the, the stuff I've read about him, he's been in you know all the wrestling books you read. Bret Hart's, I've read DDP. It, they all kind of mention him at some stage. For me, Gorilla Monsoon, he was the first person I thought really to get the business. Yeah. And to get what he was portraying on TV had to come, what he was watching had to come across on the TV. Some of the commentators when I was growing up were very like, he's through, it's an Irish whip and it's a chop. Gorilla Monsoon is what kind of Michael Cole is now. Yeah. Very animated. He was into it. Him and Bobby Heenan had probably, I'd say, the best chemistry for me. We talked JR yeah. and Lawler. Chemistry, Bobby Heenan. And Gorilla Monsoon, they did a lot of inside the WWF, the Saturday morning show as well. Oh, yeah, brilliant. WWE Super, WWF superstars and stuff like that. Um, um, Saturday night, what's it called? They bought the pay-per-view back not long ago. Saturday night main event. Yeah, Saturday night main event. They used to do all things like that. But he, he for me, was the first kind of person that got the got what fans wanted to hear. And yeah. he, he just incredible, <clears throat> sorely missed. I'd love to know 
what he would think of the product now. I always think that about a lot of people that have passed on in a lot yeah. of sports. I kind of think, oh, wow. And when we interview people, you're like, oh, what wrestler from your era would you like to see in this one? I'd love to know what like a Gorilla Monsoon, Lord Alphys, Hayes, some of these guys, what they would think of what's going on now with wrestling. And would they fit into the current social media-y type of, I don't know if they would. No, I think it'd be difficult. I don't know. A couple of them would think. Mm. Let's get into our top threes then, buddy. Uh, who have you got? To- who's number three? It wouldn't be Gorilla about Bobby, right? Oh, he's your- but, well, we could do this quickly then. My number three is Bobby Heenan. My number three is Bobby Heenan. And- oh, dude, man. What a... What a I wish he was still around. I wish he was still around. I really yeah. do. He's so funny. I mean, like, I mean, he's I to me what Jim Cornette is to you. Yeah, yeah, probably. I yeah. could, I would, if he would, like you said, if he was here now and hosted mm. a podcast and done live talk, and it's so sad the way that his life ended and stuff. But he, you yeah. know, he was, he was Bobby Heenan until the end. Apparently, he was, you know, you only got to see. Yeah, him. I, I know he was unrecognizable and all that, but he was Bobby Heenan until the end. I, yeah, I'm with you, mate. I would love it if he. I'd love to know what he would make of what's going on in WWE with the whole Roman Reigns thing. Could you imagine yeah. him in commentary with Michael Cole? Or JR on right now and stuff like that. It would be absolutely him and JR did they done WrestleMania nine together, the Togos? Yeah, that was one of the Remember things. Heenan? Remember Heenan dressed yeah, up in his Togo, him and JR. Yeah. That was JR's first WrestleMania. Yeah, I know, because um they, they done the thing where Crush and Doink were having a fight and there was a second mm-hmm. Doink. And Heenan was like, I didn't see that. And then like uh Joe and Ryan did, and he was like, Well, you're from Oklahoma. He was like, What was that <laughs> yeah. And the other one was when he said, um, Hulk Hogan's my second favorite theme song. All the rest are tied. <laughs> yeah, but then the other thing was him and Monsoon. You mentioned the Saturday morning program, prime time. Prime talking. time. There you and go. They done a skit where they was in like the Wild West and he fell off a roof. Yep. Fuck. They done so many skits with him where he was <laughs> just. And I, I reckon he was just one of them guys that they went to him. Bobby, we want to do. Yeah, do it. And I, I don't think you'd get to the end of the sentence here, but like, yeah, you know, you've seen him in bunny suits. You've seen him in all sorts of. Oh, well, the warrior chasing the, the warrior. Suit. Yeah, the weasel suit, and he was. Ch- remember when he chasing his tail, uh, <laughs> yeah. ravishing, ravishing Rick Rude and Mr. Per- ah, it's just pure, pure. And the man is an absolute genius. Again, for those that haven't, go on the, go on the network. Just go and watch some yeah, of his really. stuff. But yeah, he's, he's, he's my number three as well, mate. Uh, let's do our top two then. Uh, who is your number two, mate? Well, I see, this is where you, you put him at four. I put him at two, Gorilla Monsoon. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I mate, I, I could have. I was your seeing yeah. him. I was flippy floppy. But he was, yeah, Gorilla and Hina together. I mean, it was just, it's just like watching Raw with JR and the King. You know, he was just like, you know, and just having them two together was was amazing. Again, it's, it's a shame that they're not here now to, you know, oh, man. Product, but uh, yeah, it was uh, fantastic. I loved, I loved it with them guys growing up with them too. And then teenager years with JR and the King was just uh, brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, my, Number two is Jim Ross. I know, oh. Dave's not Dave's not here. Uh yeah, just uh just JR's JR. I mean, he's gonna go down yeah. in history. Uh, you know, he he took on from the attitude era and then went on. And he's still doing it now in AW. I know he's not the JR of old, but if you think some back to some of the iconic matches that we've seen, Mick Foley getting thrown off hell of a cell. Yeah. That wouldn't be as good a segment without that commentary. He's yeah. killed him. My God, he's cut him in half. He's killed him. Yeah. St- him and Stone Cold, the the chemistry they had. Uh, and Austin Austin brought him back to call a match, didn't he? At WrestleMania, yeah. Jay, he'd had the cerebral palsy, 
And yeah. Austin said to him, I'll do this match. I think it was his, was it his last one. Yeah, with the Rock? Against Rock. yeah, yeah. so he said, no, he said, I'll do it. And look, I'm retiring, but I'm only retiring. I'm only retiring with JR on comms. And you and he'd not long had the cerebral palsy. You could tell that. And he come back and he didn't miss a beat. And no. he, he, for me, you know, him and some of the Stone Cold <clears> matches that he's called, you could, and I know they had a great friendship, but I'm so pleased to see it. his books are incredible, by the way. Anyone that hasn't read JR's books, he's got another one coming out next year. He's wrote a third one. I think he tweeted about it. But yeah, Jim Ross, man. I mean, that's another Jim, one we'd like on the show if you could. Oh, uh, could that. you imagine? Uh, you would need to get a couple of hours with him. Yeah, someone, anyone listening to this. Yeah, weekend of JR. <laughs> weekend of JR, man. You just, you, 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 it'd be one of them. You know, we've had a few episodes where you just sit EC3 when we were just sitting here like two fans. Oh, I don't know with Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas, yeah, you could tell when I watched you with Shane Douglas, you're just listening. You, the thing is with these people, they're not, they're not just talking for the sake of talking. They're yeah. talking and you're just so engaged. I can imagine someone like a JR, Bobby Heen and Gorilla Monsoon. Put them in a room, light the fuse, ask them some questions, and you'd just be there for hours upon hours. Could you imagine some of the road trips that some of these people have had in wrestling? No. Be, we, we've been very fortunate to interview some great wrestlers, and we are interviewing some more great wrestlers coming. It'll be interesting to ask them about some of the the stories that they've heard just from other people on the road, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, number two mate for me is uh JR. Let's do it then. Number one, top 10 commentators of all time. Here we go. Who is number one, Mr. Cousins and why? They are. He is. He is. I, I, you're right. You know, we know it's not the same JR now on AEW, but I can't take away. I mean, you mentioned a couple of the things there when he said, like, he's broken in half. And I still remember when Vince McMahon pulled off and he was the higher power and he was like, you son of a bitch. Or the thing up, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, <laughs> he's the amount of times him and Triple H and nearly got into it as well when they were, you know, part of you know, the, the storyline. And he was just another one that could call. Again, we go, I go back to using that same thing. He was another one where if he was listening to it and not watching it, you would be captivated just because of the how he come across and everything that he done. And he's also a great talent scout. You look at the people that he brung into the business. He is he is wrestling in a lot of ways. Um, again, I'm just it's a shame AEW isn't getting the Jim Ross that we know and love. Uh, no, I hope he gets back to like good health and stuff. I mean, yeah. I know he he's fair played him for turning up to Forbidden. Oh, he's had cancer and everything. He had the fall. He had the fall at Forbidden, Forbidden Door. His eye was all puffy. Yeah. His cheek was out here. He could barely talk, and but he still. But for that 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 just goes to show what a man he is. He turned up to Forbidden Door. He did, yeah, he wasn't the Jr. that we all know and love, but he was still. He's got enough credit in the bank for us to go. Do you know what, Jim? You've turned up. You've done it. And I hope to see him back. I would love to see him back on Dynamite full time. Yeah. I don't know if he can because of the schedule and obviously the you know I know he's got a lot going on with the JR barbecue sauce and stuff. He's setting that up and he is kind of winding it down a little bit. Just one last, one last one, year, one last year of Jim full on JR, and that might help the likes of Shivani. It might bring him out more. And you know, I'm a fan of. Taz and whatever. I'm not a fan of Excalibur. I'm Excalibur sorry. for me, nah, he doesn't. And Meltzer gives the him only good thing he could, the only thing he's good at is when he says it continues it picture and picture, and he can reel off where they're going in the next couple of weeks. It's just always funny how he finds a Japanese word for every move. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not. Yeah. A fan. Uh, okay, Dave, I'm really sorry when you watch this back, mate. Number one for me, top ten wrestling commentator of all time, Mr. Michael Cole. I thought he was going there. He's grown on me so much, man. I absolutely love this dude. Uh, from someone, you have to remember, this is someone that started just doing backstage skits with Coachman and stuff like that. And like you say, he spent about two years getting 
taking the piss out of by the rock. You know, I just think, again, it's going to be controversial. Yeah, I get it. But um, I think what he, and you only have to see, when you see people tweet wrestlers and current talent and stuff, Sasha Banks put out a really nice tweet about Michael Cole a few months ago. Bailey loves him even though they Bailey absolutely adores him. And I think what he does for the talent, I mean, I think he's winding it up in the next couple of years. From what he's been saying, and you know, he's been on social media, he's been quite open about it. He says, like, look, I've still got another couple of years, but I'm but he's no I'm one who's his wife when he wants him home. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you have to remember these guys, all right, they're not on the road as much as the the talent, because you know, he'll do you have to remember he used to do Raw, SmackDown, all the pay-per-views. He's backstage I mean, though, isn't he? Doing the, yeah, he's a lot of yeah, so he probably is maybe on the road as much as he, you know, as the talent. But for me, I just when I they, they put that video out of uh Money in the Bank when he was looking at the screen, the they've done, done the same for WrestleMania. Honestly, I think he's so underrated as a con. I absolutely love the man. I couldn't imagine SmackDown. Without him now, probably like we all were with Jr. and the King growing up, and Bobby Heenan, all the people that we mentioned. It's hard to imagine wrestling without them, and we say that about it was hard to imagine Hulk Hogan moving on, and then we transitioned to Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Mick Foley, Triple H, all them guys now have all retired. Shawn Michaels, and now people that then Cena come along and he retired, and that that is the progression is why we love this sport. I get it, but for me. Who's next coming off the production line that is going to be another Michael? Wouldn't Cole? surprise me if they went Pat for McAfee? Hannafan again. You know, Tom Phillips or Tom Hannafan from Impact. I think he's great. I, he's I really... all right. He's good. He's good. He's on my honorable mention list. I just couldn't put him on. I'd have him in an honorable mention. I don't know if I can put him in the same bracket as. I don't know. I'm talking about someone to re- you know replace him. Replace him. Yeah. Honorable yeah. mention as well. <laughs> Paul Heyman. Oh, Heyman was a great commentator. What? I can't. He done Raw for a long time. He did. He done ECW for donkeys, uh, but he was on Raw for a long time. And honorable mentions, uh, but yeah. But for me, mate, um, Michael Cole. Uh, I know. Uh, did someone send in their top ten to us? I know it's they Michael. Did. I tweeted this out so late. It's my fault. Yeah, we only, we only got the one response because we didn't tweet it out until about my bad. My bad. We went on air. But um, our good friend uh, Josh uh, from uh, uh, Nine Plus. One equals ten uh, at nine plus one equals ten. Uh, his list is very interesting, but en- he said endless list. But these are the names and voices that he generally loves. So this may not necessarily be the best. It's probably the best that he loves. Uh, who, yeah, his opinion. Yeah, which um, he's got Corey Graves at ten. Oh, oh it's interesting. Uh, JBL at nine. Uh, Beth Phoenix at eight. McAfee at seven. I like McAfee. I like. I love McAfee. Hope he comes back. McGuinness at six. Nigel McGuinness. He's great on collision, by the way. Um, They're getting sh- I've seen a lot of bad things about the commentary team on collision going really? around recently. Yeah. No, I've scrolled scrolling through some stuff today, and don't get me wrong, I'm not as hyped as collision as you and Parker and Dave are. Kind of getting there. But I think the one of the bright spots is, is Paddy McGuinness. He definitely, he's definitely Paddy McGuinness. On, he's like, definitely not on collision. No likey. No likey. No likey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, McGuinness for me, oh, no, he, he makes that show. So yeah, no, Josh, yeah. Uh, who am I, mate? Ronaldo, Marlo Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Kelly. Yes. McGuinness's partner. Honourable uh, mentions for me. Honourable for him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Cole, four. Uh, Jim Ross, three. And the two were, obviously, he's an Impact Wrestling fan. It was uh, Don West and Mike Tanay. Just topped it. 
May Don West rest in peace. Yeah. Um, he rest in peace. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, Josh, uh, interesting list. Corey Graves, mate. Ooh, we might, I might have to tweet you about that one, mate. Corey Graves. <laughs> hey, but no, everyone's everyone's list is everyone's list, mate. But uh, no, another top 10 in the books, mate. It's been good. Uh, we'll probably try and get another one of these out next week. We've, we've got, got loads a... of top 10s that we've got to get. Jeez, yeah, we've list. got... We've got uh, anyone wants to, us to do any, just tweet us at HGT Buckle or Richard. Maybe down the list. I've got about number 10. Yeah, Adam's literally booked us up till like after Christmas. But mm-hmm. um, anyone wants us to do a top 10, just just tweet us and we will we'll get to it. Don't worry, once we've plowed through Adam's list. But um, yeah, we're, we're going to keep doing more of these. Uh, we'll be back. You'll see us on your screens tomorrow with our SmackDown. Uh, review. We're going to try, I guess, and squeeze in Slammiversary review. We will be squeezing in Slammiversary. Uh, uh, we've just, Sunday. yeah, we've just announced Jake the Snake Roberts will be joining us in August. Uh, we've got Diamond Dallas Page joining us uh, in August. We've, we've got, got Chris, Chris Harris, Harris joining us next week. Uh, we've got a tiny event called Buckle Up happening next well, Sunday. Don't know who the two idiots are putting that on, but uh, Buckle Up is. is happening in Borenwood. There are 16, t- 16 tickets left. Seriously, if you want to come and watch some of the best UK talent, Rev Pro Champions. Rev Pro Champions, they're also joining us. Uh, we've got a um, really good interview coming up um, this coming, when did I say it was? Sunday, I think. 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, so, recorded, yeah. Eh? This Sunday, we're going to drop uh, Dave the Mark, a uh, gentleman's name. He's met him at Rev Pro, but huge, huge Rev Pro fan i've been going through their back catalogue recently he's pretty much at most events that i see on my on my screen so dave's joining us just to, again if any fans ever want to jump on you can just reach out and we'll, we'll we'll try and get you on we're going to just chat to dave on sunday about all things wrestling how he found wrestling what he likes about wrestling what he doesn't like just a general chat that we're gonna we're gonna try and put out there but as always you can find us on uh twitter you can at htt buckle YouTube, just type in the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. The same for TikTok, the same for Facebook. The uh, the amazing Rach does a great job over at our Instagram. Uh, Go and check out our Instagram, Hitting the Turnbuckle. But uh, we'll be back on your screens tomorrow. Until then, everybody, a buckle down. Hey, everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.